This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Shit! Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go! It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al and Jerry. All right, Wednesday, Jerry now with you uh, once again. I'm Boomer and Craig. Well, Boomer is just leaving now. Craig's been gone for 25 minutes. And uh, crazy how yesterday we were talking about a couple of things sexually. We talked about super sperm which is interesting what I'm looking at right now. Um, and we also talked about vasectomies. We'll get to that in a moment. But we also had a topic about the man with bionic penis from last week. This has been an ongoing topic with our It our, has, because first podcast. you told us you had one, uh, and then you relayed the story about the man with the bionic penis. But interestingly enough, we talked last week about how you gave us the story that, you know, we picked out this dominatrix, and she was going to help him lose his virginity. And then I saw a guy on Twitter sent me and you the link, and then I read the story, that this poor bastard's going to lose his virginity and have sex for the first time. And he didn't have a penis because at the age of six, he was in a car accident that basically cut it off, essentially. And he's on his way to do the deed, and he gets into a car accident. He wasn't even driving. He was the passenger. You Honestly, you can't make this up. So he gets into a car accident at six years old where his penis gets cut off. Correct. Uh, 40-something years later, or 30-something years later, he gets a bionic penis. He is still a virgin. So you're telling me he was scheduled then to have sexual relations with the dominatrix. When he got in the car to go there, the person driving him to his uh, sex crashed the car, and he was injured and could not go through with it. That is correct. He got hospitalized, wow. Al. Like, head, he had head wounds, head everything. Wounds. Now, here's the good part. Oh, there's he a good actually. Part. I don't know if he released a statement, talked to the media. I don't yeah, know, but there his was PR uh, person. Well, if, let me tell you something. Per- you got a bionic penis. You should have a media person uh, or a representative. He yes. did say he was quoted as saying, "You know what? I've waited forty something years. Another couple of weeks ain't going to kill me." Right. So great attitude to have. Solid. But you can't even write that. I would not want to get in a car with this guy. No. Yeah, once he got a head gashes and missed sex. Another time he got his penis cut off in a car. So. Just not, he's not the best guy to be in an automobile with. Something's following him around. Yeah, not great. There's no other way to put it. Yeah. Just awful. And then the other story, which yesterday, I don't know why we got into this, but we got into the idea of having a vasectomy. Maybe it was Monday. No, there was an an invention. How about the on-off switch? Where you get what looks like an on-off light switch inserted in your body, implanted in your body, which you can then flip the switch, whether you want to have sperm in your ejaculate or no sperm. And that's how we got into Instead it. Instead of having a vasectomy. And then ironically enough, this story now with Antonio Cromartie is from the you can't make it up file. As his wife is now going to have twins. And he had a vasectomy. 
and his chances of impregnating a woman were something like winning the Powerball, for Christ's sake. Yeah, the, the vasectomy is 99.85% effective. Think about that. Which means he has this super sperm, or the vasectomy wasn't done right, or they're not his children. I go with super sperm. Me too. I mean, I mean he's, got, guy, he's got 10 kids already. Obviously. You know how many people are out there that try really hard to have kids and can't? Yes, this infuriates them. This guy's penis touches a woman and she's pregnant. Yeah. I mean, it really is remarkable. And for this to happen to him, and I almost feel bad for him from this standpoint. I was around, was I around Cromartie? I guess I was. Mm, I mean, I, you know, it's funny. I don't even remember. But I remember reading a story um, on how he is trying to teach the younger players to be uh, more responsible with their money. And he would see a young guy who gets drafted, uh, you know, in the first couple of rounds, and the guy would roll into training camp with a brand new Hummer or a brand new Suburban or something like that. And we would pull him inside and say, dude, it's wasteful spending. He goes, look what I got. And he's driving, you know, the 2012 Prius that gets 50 miles per gallon while these guys are shelling out at the time when the story was written, gas was three fifty four dollars a gallon. These guys were shelling out one hundred and twenty dollars to fill up their trucks, and he was going to the gas tank and putting thirty five dollars in, and he could drive for two weeks. Right. And so he, you think, saw the light, and bang, let's have two more kids. <laughs> and how about the woman he's with? Yes, that's gonna be fun. That's. By the way, you might want to ease up on those deliveries, honey. Yes, not great. No, and twins. Not even she's twins. pregnant. Devin, too. And the twins. I mean, come on. That was very funny. Uh, you, you mentioned gasoline in there, Jerry. As uh, you know, I, I spoke on my Al's Boring podcast with CNBC's Guy Adami, who's a big fan of this podcast, Jerry, and of the Boomer and Carton show. Oh, nice. And he told me back in August, when gas is cheap, your 401k sucks. So... Gas is very cheap now, and they say it's possibly going to go down. I was reading in the business section today, Lower. Jerry. It could go down another $10 a barrel, Yes, which right now it's at $30 a barrel, Correct. which is a very low. I mean, we've seen We were it, at a buck twenty. A buck twenty. Well, maybe $115, right. I think, was what it topped out at. So you should not be excited. If you have any type of investments, you should not be excited to see gas at $0.99 cents or $1.15 or whatever the hell it is. You want gas to be expensive if you have investment. See, I got to go. See, I have to go back and listen to this, um, that podcast you did with him. because And it's a pop for uh, Al's Boring Podcast. If you're into money and you want to understand, go and listen to this one like I will. It's really for if you're not into money, but you're trying to figure out. It's really for dumb guys. Great. So it's money for dummies. I asked a lot of questions that I think we all need to know. Because what I don't understand about it is... For years upon years, you've had 401ks. Really, 401ks, I think, became popular in the late 80s, I want to say. I could be wrong about that, but I don't really remember much about them before then. Of course, I was young, so maybe there's a reason why I didn't remember it. But gas was always cheap, and you still made money in your retirement fund. Now gas goes wacko, and you're making money. Gas goes down, and now we're not. It's not even that we're not making money. Like I'm losing money now oh, yes. in my IRA, and I don't understand the correlation to the two. Me neither. Consumption for you know uh, fossil fuel and my retirement fund. I always thought it was what the hell you're investing in, and I'm pretty sure I'm not investing in in oil. Matter of fact, I know I'm not. So I don't understand what the correlation is. So I got to go back and listen. Do yeah. you remember what his reasoning was? No, I was? don't remember. Yeah, you're like me. You do. You talk about something. Ten minutes later, you're out. I thought the one thing you could count on in life is gas would always be expensive. Once it hit a certain point, why would it go down? See, I never understood why it cost as much as it did. 
Never. I mean, you know, the idea that we're using too much, fine, but we're producing so much as well. And all right. of a sudden we went from we're literally spending and spending and spending, you know, oh, you know, over in uh, wherever the oil fields are, whether it's Saudi Arabia, whether it's Iraq, wherever. And now all of a sudden we're producing more than we import. Like, where did that come from? Yeah, I don't I, get the whole thing, Jerry. So, and that's, by the way, that's part of why the prices have come down. We don't need to buy as much overseas as we used to, at least from what I read. It's probably all, all the Prius drivers. By the way, you realize how many of those cars are on the road? Lots of them. My wife said to me the other day exactly that because she didn't even know what a Prius was until I bought one uh, last year, year and a half ago, whatever it was. And she's amazed. You look around. That black Prius that I have is everywhere. Hell of a car, too. Oh, and I tell you this. So I was at Costco the other day and getting out of the car, my little black Prius, and I have found, much like Jeep owners, when I used to have a Jeep Wrangler, oh, no. if you would pass a Jeep Wrangler on the road, they'd wave to you. That's so So it took me a couple strange. of weeks to figure out what the hell was going on. All right, I get it. Jeep Wrangler, we wave to each other. Okay, fine. There's something going on with these Prius people. I see people, hey, you like the car? Yeah, I, I like the car. Okay, fine. That's great, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's great. So a nice old man. He had to be early 60s. How do you like the car? I'm like, um, it's great. I like it. What kind of fuel efficiency are you getting? <laughs> so now I just think he's interested. I'm like, oh, I'm getting 48 miles per gallon in the summer, and I get about 44 in the winter. I'm thinking that's all great. He goes, what year is that? I'm like, it's an 11. He goes, garbage. I'm like, huh? He goes, he weighs points. He goes, see that one? He goes, I just bought that. It's a 2016. He goes, I'm getting 68 miles per gallon highway, 65 miles per gallon city. He goes, you're, you're losing money with this. Yeah, we need you guys to start getting gas guzzlers. I need gas to go up. So I had a Chevy Avalanche getting yeah, 14 get, miles per gallon. Yeah, get back in that car. I want that car That back. would be awesome. Jerry, I, I, was, like that truck. I was thumbing through the newspapers today, and I see this big picture of Nick Saban uh, okay. on the field celebrating his uh, big uh, national championship. Yeah. And the, the the picture was shot from kind of below looking up at his face, and I could not help but notice the uh, massive amounts of nose hair. That Nick Saban has. And I was wondering for yourself, are you on a nose hair clipping uh, timetable? Do you do you clip nose hairs? Because there you're are a lot of... you asking me or if you're Nick I'm Saban? I'm asking you. Yes, I do it, I would say, every week. And what do you use to clip your I, nose The micro-touch trimmer. Yeah, I use that as well. Very good. Love that thing. And it's weird, though. I, I get this thing where it, it bothers me when my nose hairs get a little long. It bothers my nose, and I feel like, oh, I got I to gotta trim my nose hairs. But also, when you trim your nose hairs, the fact that you're chopping them in half make that kind of prickly in your nose. Yes, and when you squeeze, yes. it feels strange. Yes. I kind of like it. <laughs> so what is the solution? If you don't trim them, it looks disgusting and it and it's irritating to your nose. When you do trim them, it's irritating to your nose. I don't know that there's a solution. I think what we're doing is what you do. I saw a solution, but it was very painful. Oh, geez. No, nah, don't tell me tweezers. No. Because that would be brutal. This is worse. And I saw this done on Jackass, but it's an actual thing. Not wax? Wax. Oh. They take a gigantic Q-tip with a big head, put the wax on it like you would wax your back. They stick it in their nose and rip all of the nose hairs out. Now, I think you do need some nose hairs to knock out some of the bacteria that you would be breathing in on a normal basis. Huh. Like a filter. Yes, it's so like a nose filter. hair is a filter. Kind of. I like your eyebrows are a filter. For what? To protect your eyeballs. From? Uh, different uh, dirt and sweat particles. But they're above my eyes. Yeah. 
when it drips down your head or comes the dirt comes from the top of your head, it gets locked in on your eyebrows. You realize how disgusting human beings are? Yeah, we are very filthy animals, yes. I mean, think about what you're talking about. You The other day you are talking about dragging feces around your house from your sneakers. Right, that's why you got to take your shoes off when you walk in the house. Now you're telling me we have eyebrows to filter the crap from falling off our forehead into our eyes? Correct. I mean, it's gross. And the eyelashes. And we're sucking in poison and our nose hairs catch it? Yes. I mean, what? Uh, I'm not saying all of those things. Exactly, Jerry. You know what I find interesting about this conversation? What? Is the idea, and I shouldn't be surprised, the idea that you look at a newspaper <laughs> when Nick Saban wins a national championship and instead of reading the article or looking at the headline, yeah. you look at the nose hair. Well, that's what jumped out at me. Of course it jumps out at you because you work for a guy who looks for things like that. That jump out of him. Like, I'll never forget the first day I walked into Astoria as a uh, full-timer on this show. My first couple of weeks on, wasn't filling in anymore, and I had a zit on my forehead. Hell, it's radio. Who cares, right? Oh, I found out who cares real quick. It's kind of like you. You look for the imperfections in people. Yes. And then attack them. And focus on them. Lock in on them. Yeah, very much so. Mm -hmm. Interesting human being. Yeah, that's what I do. Interesting dynamic. And, Jerry, I had this question uh, posed to me on the Twitter. Oh, we're just rolling right through this. I love this. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you, you know, uh, yeah, it may as well, uh, I don't like to waste time. Um, <laughs> a guy asked me, Al, how many genes are in your current gene rotation? Okay. Meaning, every day we wear jeans yes, to work. every day. How many genes do you own that you're currently wearing on a regular basis? And I told him my rotation I have a, I have a three gene rotation right now. That's good. So these genes I have on today, I'll wear in another two days. Oh, see now I have four genes, four. five, four pair, but I wear each pair two days in a row. Okay, and then you wash them. Yes. So you're my washing your wa- jeans after every two washes. My wife, yeah, absolutely. My wife washes clothes like a maniac. Mm. So it's I wear them twice. Oh, so wait a minute. So you wear them once, and then you just put them back. They go back in the rotation. So I'll wear them again in two days. And then when do you wash them? But don't, but you're nodding at me and making a weird face. I mean. Once a week? Once a week? No. No, 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 no. <laughs> you're not supposed to wash your jeans that often. But they smell. They don't. My jeans, are they, they do not smell. Are you not aware of the conversation we just had about the crap falling off your forehead and the, the probably the skin flakes off yeah. your ass and your leg and all the stuff that you do in the bathroom? So how often are we washing, or infrequently, are we washing your jeans? I'm going to say monthly. Monthly? Yes. So you, hold on. Because I'm really only wearing them twice a week. Two, you four, wear six, I wear them eight times eight before. Eight or I, nine times yes. a month? Yes. You filthy animal. Before I wash them. You're not supposed to Ugh. wash jeans that often. There are some people, Jerry. Keep telling yourself that. There are some people that never wash their Who? jeans. People. Gene, what people? Show me these people. Gene aficionados. Disgusting. Jerry, I plan on winning the uh, Powerball this evening, and when I do, I'll be hosting a major press conference. Oh, I like it. Yeah, and when I do host that major press conference, I don't want to be all scraggly on my face, and I don't want to be all scraggly up top, because I normally shave my head and I normally shave my face. So I'm going to hold the press conference with my friends at Harry's first. I like that. Yeah. So I'm going to bring my friends at Harry's uh, up onto the, uh, what do you call that? The, the podium? Dais. The dais, the, the podium. podium. Sure. And they're going to tell me about their German-engineered blades, Jerry. And when I do win the Powerball, I know that Harry's delivers those German-engineered blades right to your front door. But when I win Powerball, I'm going to take a private plane. I'm going to go over to Germany. I'm going to get them... Right as they're coming off the conveyor belt. I like it. 
so I'm going to have nice, fresh Harry's blades. You're going right to the factory. I'm going to go right to the factory. Normally, the factory will send them right to my front door, but if I win Powerball, I'm going to go to the factory's front door. And here's why this is so important. Yeah. Because if you win Powerball, you know how many people are going to be looking at you? A lot of people. And I would think what you don't want is the razor burn. You don't want cuts. No, I don't. With Harry's, with the razors, Mm -hmm. you're talking close comfortable shaves right hmm. in front of like millions of people that and you said watching you. did i say they were german engineered did you german you, engineered you five that. blade cartridges yeah that's how they keep it uh, so inexpensive for you they own the factory jerry i love it there's and no middleman there is no middleman factory direct prices the, the only they, the only the only i'm sorry to interrupting but the only middleman really is the postman or postwoman that's true and he, let's be honest, he doesn't know what he's delivering, so you don't have to worry about him stealing them because if no. he knew, he might take them. Yeah, I, mean, I always like that too. That like my my um, mailman will ring my will ring my bell when he's dropping off my Harry's, and it's got the little Harry's logo on the box. That's how I know my Harry's has he was arrived. Special postman. Yeah, and they have these starter sets, Jerry, where you get. Uh, the German engineered blades, you get the handle and you get a thing of shaving cream. I love it. And over a, mi- how about this number? Over a million guys, a million have already made the switch and thousands more switching every day. Yeah. But boy, when you step up on that stage, oh man, oh, I'm going to look funky like fresh. Like a baby's bottom. Like a baby's bottom. And right now, Jerry, Harry's is going to give $5 off your first order using the promo code postgame. Stop overpaying for a great shave and start the new year off right. Go to harrys.com right now. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S, harrys.com. Enter code postgame at checkout. Look funky fresh for when you win the Powerball this evening. Will you come in tomorrow? Uh, yeah, I'd come in You'd to come gloat. come in, right? I'd come in to gloat, probably. Right. That I won. Will you do all your show prep? Uh, probably not or as much. Or just be like, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> I would just like oh, throw the newspapers down and go, I'm sure there's something in here. All right. Exactly. I'm, do it I'm, yourself. I'm sure there's something in here today. Jerry, I saw a great thing on um, Deadspin. Okay. They did a, uh, they wrote an article about, uh, well, they wanted to know how do you, how do you nap? What are the best ways to nap? And they ranked them in order. All right. Of what people thought were the best ways to nap. And I wanted to know which one you fit in on here when you do nap. I know you don't always get a chance to nap. Very rare. Um, Two days a week I get to nap. Okay, two days a week. Uh, the, the first one, number one, they think is on a recliner. No, not for me. With a blanket on you. That sounds awesome, but that's, no, that's me. not me. That's how I nap. Do you really? On the couch, laying down on the couch, with on the recliner, right with with the um, like the throw blanket that you would have on the couch. That's number one. I got to tell you, man, it's good to be out. Yeah, uh, couch with the TV still on. It's I don't do me. that. No, not me either. Not you there yet. Uh, how about this? On your bed, but on top of the covers. Um, I have done that. I don't do that regularly, but I have. When I have one of these, um, when I end up on a twenty-four or twenty-eight or thirty-hour stretch where I don't sleep, and I don't want to ruin my entire night coming up, I will go home from one to two, and that's how I will sleep on top of the bed. Because if you feel like if you go into the covers, um, I'm done. Right. Because this is where you get a little cold and it kind of wakes you up a little bit. They had the same feeling here on Deadspin yes. that if you go under the covers, you're finished. Yes, I agree. And you're out for the count. That's why I don't even go under the bed. I'm on the couch, on the recliner because That's I, fair. I am not going into the bed there. Uh, then they also have in a hammock. What about a hammock? Would you what go? do we live in? Uh, Scottsdale? No, I'm saying, well, in the summer, you might no, go I, on a hammock. No, I don't sleep on it. That's a nice nap. Yeah, but I don't. 
You don't? Okay. It sounds great. Under a palm tree sounds beautiful. A nice breeze, but I don't do that. Here's one low on the list, but not, and I have done this for a 20-minute nap. Even in my house where I have a bed, where I have a couch, and I'm there alone, I have napped on the floor. Why? Because I feel like it's uh, a true nap where I'm not going to be there for an hour. I'll do a 20-minute well, nap on the floor. Well, I guess not any With more pillow. than my nap. With a okay. pillow. All right. So where is your nap? It didn't so appear Monday, to be on this so list. So usually, I'm not going to say which days because I don't need people knocking on the window, but <laughs> two days a week, I end up going straight somewhere. Well, I'm going to go to my kid's school. Okay. And I will get there. I'll make sure I get there 25 minutes early so that I can, in my car, sleep for 20 minutes, and I set the alarm five minutes before they get out so I make sure I'm up. And I move the chair back a little bit. I got a cowboy's pillow in my car, put it behind my neck. And that's it. And, it, and a little, it's amazing to me how fast I fall asleep. And I do feel better. It's 20 minutes, and I do feel better later, you know, for the rest of the day. Yeah, the car nap is really terrific. It can be. Although there's, uh, it doesn't work year-round. So when it's super cold that like is it is true. now, it's not great. And in the summer, it's very difficult when it's super hot out. Unless you can find a really good shady spot. Yes, shady tree. And get some sort of a cross breeze. Otherwise, you're sweating your keonis off yeah. and you're dying. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you a funny story. So we used to live down near Point Pleasant. I probably told you this before, but whatever. I'm sure nobody's <laughs> And so we used to live down by Point Pleasant. And at the time, I was working overnights with Beningo. I was, doing, I was anchoring midnight to 540. And so I had gotten, this was towards the end of my overnight run with Joe. And maybe it might have even been Malusis. I was, I don't even know who I was working with. Maybe Evan at the time I was working with. I couldn't make it home anymore. And this is where we decided we had to move closer and we came up another 30 you miles closer. You get too closer. sleepy. I, yeah, I, I mean, I had one day, I almost fell asleep in the Lincoln Tunnel. That's how fast when I got out of work from Astoria, I was in trouble. You, you moved 30 miles closer? Yeah. And you're still feels far away. Correct. Well, wow. to you, I don't think I'm far away, but I mean, yes, I do. And without the sunflower seeds, yes, I could still probably fall asleep in the car. Okay. When you're tired, you're tired. And when your brain shuts down, it shuts down. It's really remarkable. Now, you can do whatever you want. It doesn't work. And so I got to a point where, you know, I told my wife, I'm like, listen, if I if I don't get home at 645, instead it might be 7, I might stop for a 20-minute nap on the way. And I'm not going to bother you with that. You know, you'll see me before you go to work. So I was doing that once a week, not a big deal. Where would you stop? I would stop, ironically enough, at the art center because there was a big parking lot and a park and ride off exit 114 on the parkway. So I had one, um, I actually had one ride home where I stopped. I set my alarm. It was whatever, 630. I set my alarm for 650, 655. Next thing I know, I wake up and it was 11 o'clock. Wow. And I look at my phone and I had about 35 missed calls because my wife knew at the time I was having trouble getting home. Maybe 35, 40 missed calls. It was crazy. I had I had the volume on, but I had it on low. And I never turned the alarm on. I set it, but I never turned it on. So, A, I never had an alarm go off. B, she starts calling me. I was, A, so tired. And, B, the, 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 the audio was down so low. I slept for four hours in the car. Woke up. She was in a panic. She didn't know where I was. I felt sure. really bad about it. And so that was actually one of the days we decided, all right, let's go. House is going up for sale. So those naps can go crazy. And you were telling me uh, during the break before that you you had a sleep uh, study or something that you, you well, were I was reading, reading about. So I was reading the other day, it was yesterday, well, Monday, I'm sorry, Monday, about how 
you know, nutrition and, you know, exercise, what's the right balance? Uh, How many calories should you eat? How many calories do you want to burn on a weekly basis to try and lose a pound or two a week or just to just maintain? And there was like a disclaimer at the top of the article. And, you know, because it was written by a guy, a nutrition guy. His disclaimer was, if you are not sleeping between seven and nine hours a night peacefully, stop reading this article. I was like, what? I'm like, well, I haven't gotten between seven and nine hours of sleep peacefully in the last 15 years. Even now, I only get six hours, which I feel good about. But seven and nine, a little uneasy about that. Yeah, that's not great. On the weekends, no problem. I get eight hours, perfect. But boy, Sunday night through Thursday night, some nights it's four, some nights three and a half, some five, some six. Sometimes I'll go to bed. If there's not much going on, I will go to bed at six o'clock and get eight and a half hours of sleep. But that's rare. Really? I mean, I cannot go to bed at six o'clock. See, I've. It depends on what's going. See, if, let me ask you this. So let's say today you don't nap and there was an event to go to, okay? And you don't get home till midnight. Your alarm goes off at 2.30. You're dead-ass tired tomorrow, but you had something to do in the afternoon. You're going to tell me you couldn't lay down at 6 o'clock tomorrow night and go to sleep until 2.30? Uh, yeah, I guess I could in that Because those are the situations situation. I'm in when I have yeah. Columbia games the night before or if I'm working a Cowboy game till midnight. That next night, I'm going to bed at 6 o'clock, and I have no problem falling asleep. And I think you'd be the same. Yeah, if you I'm don't like, nap, yeah. Like, Eddie can go fall asleep on a rock right now. I can't do that. But I think there are situations where you would be able to fall asleep. So, all right. Time for sleep. Enjoy. See you, Jerry. Bye-bye. It's the Boomer and Carton Post Game Show. Wow! With the real stars of the show, Alan Jerry.